1: The Road to Rediscovery is sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? You know, for me growing up, feelings of anxiety, inadequacy, doubt, and even imposter syndrome got in the way uh, of me reaching my goals and reaching my full potential, right? So, BetterHelp addresses these and more. It's not a crisis line, and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to ever sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and get this, financial aid is even available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. They mean it. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Road to Rediscovery. That's Better H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And there's a special offer for our Road to Rediscovery listeners. Get 10% off your first month when you register at betterhelp.com/slash roads rediscovery. We're all on this journey of life together, and it sure feels good to know professional help is within our reach with BetterHelp. Again, that's Better H E L P. Thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on The Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them and, of course, take it to the next level and help others who are struggling through dark times. Now, as you know, on the Road to Rediscovery, we are very, very passionate about delivering quality content that is of value to you and your personal growth. If you like what you hear, please visit roadtorediscovery.com slash donate. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com slash donate. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. And as always, there is no obligation. We are truly, truly grateful for your listenership. My special guest has made it her life's mission to inspire positive transformation in others from diverse backgrounds to overcome massive challenges and become leaders who plan to change the world. These are people she calls everyday heroes in our backyards in her own journey she's overcome the struggle of being diagnosed with chronic illnesses to becoming the thriving entrepreneur, wife, and mother she is today. In serving others, she champions storytelling as a means of growth and healing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's please welcome Seema Geary to the show. Hi, Seema. Welcome to the show. It's so great to have you.
2: Hi, Aubrey. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, now, you, you work in serving others from a personal sense and a professional sense. Is that is that right?
2: Yes. Yes, Aubrey. Now I have the great privilege of helping people realize the biggest asset of their life that they have been working for every second creating, and that is their life story. Mm-hmm. So I help female uh, female spiritually aligned women entrepreneurs and a few heart-centered men to really grow their business by leveraging their life story, their journey mm-hmm. and how they're helping others now in excelling in their life.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. So um, can we can we take a step back for a minute and uh, just want to ask if you could share your journey? Um, you know, and just give us a synopsis into uh, just some of the challenges you've had with uh, the diagnosis of chronic illness. And and then, of course, you know, what inspiring events took place to uh, transform you into uh, storytelling and helping those through storytelling?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm originally from India and uh, mm-hmm. that's where I was born, but I grew up in Germany and the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I came at a time back in the 70s. I'm really giving away my age here, but in the 70s, we were immigrants and there weren't many Indians here at that time. So it was kind of new.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
2: a very active child and I would go and talk to anybody. I would love talking to people and hearing their story. So it started back when I was, you know, three, four years old. In Germany, I was five years old, and I would just pick up my bike and just go ride around and talk to people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, we didn't know about the stranger danger then.
1: (laughs) Right, right. No, it was a different world then.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Um, But being an immigrant, we still had to be careful because there was still a lot of, you know, racism, a lot of discrimination. And so Mm -hmm. my... From that point of view and fear of a parent, I was told, you know, Sima, you have to be quiet. You have to stay home. You mm-hmm. can't just go off anywhere like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from a very early age, I was told that I, I had to change myself in order to be ac- accepted. And that just continued on um, throughout my life in different forms, in different ways. So eventually, by the time I was 10, I became a very uh, introvert and extremely shy. And I think my illness started back then when I couldn't really be who I am. So autoimmune issues are Aubrey. I don't know if you know, or the listeners know that it's really because of, of not being able to express yourself and not being able to be who you are. Mm -hmm. generally right Mm -hmm. so um, I think it started back then when I had to change myself in order to be safe number one in order to be accepted in a new environment and you know what the societal expectation expect cultural expectations were so when I was in my 20s that's when I started uh, feeling the symptoms where I was extremely exhausted and mm-hmm. I couldn't get up. I was sleeping 16, 18 hours a day and felt like a Mack truck had run over me. Mm-hmm. And problem with autoimmune issues is that you look perfectly fine from the outside right? While tsunami is going on, on the inside. Oh and my goodness. Autoimmune issues in the early nineties weren't really An issue. It was a fairly new thing and took forever for the doctors to do the right tests. Yeah. 11 doctors did their testings that they normally did, but everything came back normal. Mm -hmm. So they did the next best thing and called me crazy, a hypochondriac. It's all in my head. (laughs)
1: Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. And that just went on until I went to the 12th doctor and he he did a new set of tests and said yes Ema, there's something wrong with you it's not all in your head that was the happiest day of my life um aubrey because i finally had a diagnosis and then eventually went to put me on 30 medications because of the side effects and everything else and right. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia rheumatoid yep. arthritis and hypothyroid yes um, but after the birth of my son I became bedridden. It actually got much worse. They were oh, hoping wow. that it would reverse, the pregnancy would reverse it. Yeah. But uh, it didn't. It, it got worse. So I couldn't enjoy the joys of being a new mom. I couldn't mm. hold my baby Aubrey. I couldn't cuddle with them. I couldn't come Oh, my goodness. Hands. Yeah. So um, at that point, the doctors told me, Seema, this is how your life is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at them and I said, you know, I don't accept your diagnosis. I looked at my son and I said, there is no way I'm not going to be there in his life as an active mom. Yes. And And so he was the catalyst of Mm. wanting to change and finding a different way. Mm -hmm. Of course, the doctors laughed at me like they laughed at me, you know, before saying it's all in your head. Mm -hmm. But I was so determined, Aubrey. I was so determined. I was so determined to, because my baby didn't just, show up right right i had to he he we had wanted the baby we had wanted the child we brought him into life mm-hmm. so i felt a responsibility to find a way and not just accept what the experts were telling me i had to listen to my gut feeling even though yes. my family and friends were like you know if these doctors are saying that that's what it must be true and i said no I didn't accept. So the first thing I did was I decided that I was going to find a way. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I was going to be there for my, you know, for my son. Right. And, and then miracles started happening. It's like, when I, you know, when you make the decision, the road opens up the universe brings to you when you make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. It started bringing people who had knowledge of whole food, nutrition, because my doctor said, I asked him, if I make changes in my diet, will that make a difference? And they said, no. Um, But that made all the difference. I made major changes in my diet. I was able to exercise again. And, you know, within four months of following the right diet, I was able to get up again and take care of myself. Within six months, I was holding my baby. Mm -hmm. And there was a series of other changes I had to make in my life Mm -hmm. to get to um, where I am today. But it that's how it all started. So sometimes, as a mom, as a woman, it's very hard to do things uh, for yourself. But sometimes it is someone else, the love of someone else. So the love of my child was the biggest catalyst that got me to think differently and act differently.
1: And that's a huge catalyst, right? I mean, your child, your baby, you know. And it sound sounds to me, Sima, as 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 if there was a strong strong maternal instinct and obligation that you have felt from the core in uh, in, in 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 not accepting that diagnosis and in doing what was necessary to turn things around. You know, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, you know, on two different occasions you were laughed at by medical professionals. And, and like you said, in the nineties, you know, um, uh, such topics like mental health um, that, that wasn't really explored or considered in the uh, medical um, circles, I guess, at that time, um, mm-hmm. was just simply written off and concluded as hypochondriac or or whatever, you know. And when really there needs to be a, an effort to dig deeper, it's more commonplace these days now, right? But uh, yes. but with what you were up against, um, not just how you were feeling and 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 the, and the sluggishness and 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 you know the mental strain, but the challenge from those who ironically are supposed to help you know and uh, and and then then of course not accepting the diagnosis and not accepting just subscribing to um to 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 to, to just being you know um uh, disabled you know uh it, it's it, 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 it's a true testament to your resolve and your uh, resilience in in making this happen and turning things around and transforming. And obviously the love of a baby, uh, being there as the catalyst, as you say, um, definitely played a big part. And in everything that you shared with us here, Seema, um, I'm hearing self-awareness. There was a tremendous amount of self-awareness that you have had to have to realize your current condition and where you are now or where you were then, and to understand the road and the path that you have to take once you make that decision to turn things around. There are some things, of course, you didn't know until you came up a little closer to it on your journey, but you you, you, you stayed uh, tenacious and, and, and stayed the course, it sounds like. So um, that's a lot to contend with. And to, to, to come out on the other end thriving, is, is a true testament to to your resolve. So uh, I want to appreciate, uh, I want to thank you. And, and, and I appreciate you sharing that insight with the listeners of, of what you've gone through in your journey.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really feel compelled to be sharing this with people mm-hmm. because people don't realize. And I think at that point also, Aubrey, was that I'm a woman. And at that time, the attitude was like, you know, women complain a lot. They say things. Yeah, they want yeah. attention. You know, this is a way of, of trying to get attention. And and, and and, then I was told to just suck it up. Everyone has issues. Mm-hmm. So it becomes really difficult when people around you are like that. But mm-hmm. thank goodness yeah. that um, God has put that gut instinct within us. And we have to... that, that Voice was so low, but it was so persistent that I had no choice but to listen to it. That told me to keep. Yeah.
1: Well, 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 absolutely. That faith, right? Um, And and you may not see you may not see the end result, but you know the end result will be in your favor, and that's why you stay the course. And 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 I wanted to ask you. I mean, I, I you know I know you're, you're married. And at the time you were going through this, um, you you were married. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so, um, uh, at any point, did you feel like you had nowhere to turn or you were just all alone because these professionals are telling you one thing and, 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 you know, there's gotta be something more than what they conclude. Uh, Um, and I'm sure your husband has had, you know, the fullest has provided the the most support and everything. But I'm I'm asking this question for the benefit of the listeners, listeners who go through similar struggles who do feel alone, you know, And, uh, and, 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 and if there's any insight in helping the listeners understand that with their struggles, they are not alone, that you can share any insight that you can share Um, Based on your experience, I think would be quite helpful.
2: No, definitely, my pleasure. Yeah, Aubrey, I had a very supportive family. You know, Mm -hmm. my my father has a scientist he's a scientist, so there was a scientific background there. Mm -hmm. My mom was very supportive. My husband was very supportive, right there by my side with everything. Friends that were supportive, but when you have these conclusive tests coming back. Um, and the doctor is saying, you know, we've done the investigation and this is what's coming up. So this is our professional. Um, this is our professional diagnosis, you know, mm-hmm. that this is what it is. And sometimes people want attention and, mm-hmm. and these kind of things. Um, they have no choice. But to go with that is it's it's logical. Right. We go through our logical minds. Like, okay. Yeah. A you know one plus one is two, two plus two is four, so if these things are happening, you know then so so even though they were supportive, I still felt felt very alone because you know, listen, look at my background. At that time, I, I have an arranged marriage. We're Indian, so at that time, we followed that. Mm-hmm. I had an arranged marriage, so my husband only knew me for two years. Mm. He, he didn't know how tenacious I was or how I was in the past, but my right. parents knew, right? They raised me. They know how I am. They know mm-hmm. I don't say things just to say things. They know right. that I don't just start saying I'm sick just to get attention. So right. that was really hurtful. It was like, hey, guys, you know who I am this is not how I behave you should know right Mm -hmm. but um, and I think in your journey when you're going through this every we all have a journey to go through Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: if my family at one point if they hadn't said you know if the doctors are saying this it must be right so you just need to get over it or you just need to know how to handle things better I think at that point I was meant to be alone, like we were all supposed to be meant to be going down that path to a certain level, to a level that you feel so alone so that you can rise from there. You know what they say, that mm-hmm. once you hit rock bottom, there's only one way to go, and that is up. Yes. But sometimes in order to have that, that determination that I had, you know, we hear stories of mothers raising the car to protect their child, Yes, if That was a kind of strength, but I had to be in that kind of position t- in order to be able to do that. Had I had that support from my family from the beginning, maybe that wouldn't have happened. And of mm-hmm. course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. You right. can only, like Steve Jobs says, you can only connect the dots when you move forward and look back. That's right. So at that time, it felt really bad and hurtful. But mm-hmm. if if I can just give this one solace to to your listeners, is that everyone does the very best that they can. No one is intentionally trying to hurt you. My husband and my family didn't intentionally want to leave me there by myself. They were doing all that they could. Yeah. But in my journey, I still felt that way because if I hadn't, I probably wouldn't have known the courage and the strength that I had on my own.
1: You know, that is... A tremendous perspective that you are offering to the listeners, and I want to thank you for that. Because, in so many past conversations that you know that that I've had with other guests, as well as, um, you know, my solo episodes where it's where it's just me, you know, um, we've always talked about, you know whatever you're going through, someone has gone through it before. You're, 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 you're not alone. There is hope and, and, and those sorts of things. And, and, and I, I truly believe that. However, the insight that you shared, Seema, it, 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 it suggests that, yeah, you're, you may not be, you know, you're not alone, but you may not feel that you're not alone at that time, that rock bottom. And, sometimes it takes us to feel as if we're all alone to realize that we have to do some work to get out of that rock bottom, to get out of that rut. And that is, that's a hard look in the mirror that one has to take, but a much necessary one, just as how you've done, as well as hold yourself accountable to uh, get yourself in the condition to where you can be an active parent to your son.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah! Amazing, amazing! Thank you for sharing that insight, Seema. I I, I really really appreciate it. So, um, in in working with uh, your clients, um, whether it's on a personal level or a professional level, and we're going to dive into the storytelling and 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 just giving us some examples in how you. Uh, coach um, others to leverage their stories for their growth and development. Um, If you can just share with the listeners in in one sentence, if you could just summarize into one sentence, um, what is the core primary message you want people to get from their story?
2: Number one, that they have a story. Many people, many of the clients that I've worked with, Robert, mm-hmm. um, the first-time authors, they didn't even realize that they had a story. Mm-hmm. Many mm-hmm. people feel that you have to have a tragic story to have a good story. Oh, and we yeah. start with the label business, right? Yeah. So they say, if I don't have a tragic story or a story of you know a, tra- a tragedy to transformation mm-hmm. or trauma to transformation... To triumph, then you know my life is not has doesn't have that meaning. So I say it's not about labeling good or bad. You, right. if you're alive and you've lived a certain amount of years, you mm-hmm. have your story, and your story matters. We they equate that to them not matter. Be, yes. that they don't matter, and you matter just because you're on Earth. You're born. You matter, and your story matters. We're here for a reason.
1: Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, you know, we all matter, and everyone has a story, uh, for sure. Awesome, beautiful. Um, So, when it comes to, let's say, being a parent, okay, Um, and and I'm trying to I'm trying to see uh, when it comes to how you approach showing and coaching others in leveraging their story. Right. Um, For me to understand, I I have to go back to childhood. So as a parent, you know, um, at least in my experience as a parent, there's been times I found myself when my, when my son was young um, in telling, telling, telling him a story. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that story may involve, uh, you know, me when I was his age, or it may be someone else. Um, and 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 usually the primary purpose of that story is to convey a moral or a message. That is um, is uh, learning a life lesson, you know. Um, and of course, you know we've 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 shared funny stories and goofy stories too. But um, uh, a lot of these a lot of these stories were um, there was a moral or message behind it to 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 teach and guide as a parent, which is our job, you know, um, for for our children. So that's what we want them to learn that moral or, or message conceptually speaking, is it similar to the storytelling in your work with adults?
2: Yes, yes. So okay. my clients, they write transformational business books. Mm-hmm. Most of the people who have gone through transformation, probably you too, Aubrey, we go into the line of work we're currently in is because we, we have walked those steps. We have walked those journeys. We figured it out. Yes. We figured how to come out through the tunnel, see the light, mm-hmm. and we want to help others do the same and potentially save them 15 to 20 years of suffering. So the right. more we help each other in the world, the more the world heals and becomes a better place for a future generation mm-hmm. so they they write their transformational journey where they were what they were going through just like I share today mm-hmm. what are the steps that they've taken and and they they share actionable steps that their clients can take or the reader can take immediately so they feel like okay I can do this yeah and and then they they showcase how they can help them if they want to work deeper. How they can do that. Um, well, how they can work with with them. Mm-hmm. So it really is a great tool to to share the journey and give tools and, and tips on how to how others can get through as well, mm-hmm. as well as positioning themselves as the authority in their field. Because yes, you know it it, it positions them as the expert that they are, and. Many people get to build that know, like, trust factor because, you know, I do a ton of research with whichever mentor that I want to work with. Mm -hmm. And I like to see what they're about, but you can't always have an interaction with them. A book gives a greater detail of their journey. I get to know what they've done. I get to experience how they are because you really get to understand that through their book. You, You get to hear their voice and see if I can actually relate with them. Mm. And when I've seen their history and how they've gotten themselves to where they are today, it motivates me even more to, to do that. Amazing. Um, and, and this way wow. you can reach all levels of clients because there are people out there that just can't afford you.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, there are. And, mm-hmm. and my goodness, I mean, it sounds like the journey that you take them on um, is, is, totally comprehensive. I mean, there's, there's a lot involved, uh, as they're writing, I'm sure they, there's some reflection that, that they're, they're, they're doing mentally, you know, in on their own path, you
2: mm-hmm. know? Yes. Yeah. So many of these, many of my clients have already had a transformation to a certain mm-hmm. level. That's why they're in the business that they're in. Most of mm-hmm. them are coaches, mentors, and, mm-hmm. uh, speakers. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when they go through that this writing experience with me in writing their book, I do collaboration books, which is multi-author books, where they write yep. a chapter, as mm-hmm. well as helping them write their solo books. When they're working with me, they ascend to the next level of, of their own transformation, mm-hmm. even by writing a chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with my background, as I, as I had my own healing journey, I've learned energy healing. I've learned different energy modalities. Yeah. So through that, depending on where my, my author is stuck, sometimes when they're going through their transformational journey, they too get stuck. So I'm able to help them walk through that and help them get through that, um, that block. It's not just a writer's block. It's, it's about the next level of journey that they have to have in their own transformation so they can write their chapter or write their book so they can serve their clients even better.
1: I see.
2: 95% of my authors have had that next level of ascension in their transformation.
1: 95%. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, It really is. Uh, So I guess that leads me to ask, um, in the great work that you're doing, Seema, Um, Is there a common revelation or theme that you hear from your clients uh, in their experience in working with you?
2: Yeah. So, you know, one is is acknowledging that they have their story Mm -hmm. um, and, and realizing that that they don't have to reach the end destination to be able to help others. They can right, be right. five to 10 steps ahead of them and start that journey. So many people try to wait till they lose 100 pounds or till till they have what they think they want to have, but mm-hmm. before they can do anything. So they realize that that journey, that desire that they have in their heart to help others can start much sooner. Their story is incredible and that through their story, they can really help others, even if they don't do anything else but just share their story.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that can help a tremendous amount of people that can help um, so many different people, you know, just by sharing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And it will resonate and click with someone, you know, that that could be the catalyst to their transformation.
2: Right. And I feel like I'm actually creating a movement of getting the conversation started. Let's get the conversation started where yes. we are not talking to one another from our heart. That's why we've seen lately, especially during the pandemic, of, of the increased hate crimes that has happened. Yes. Because we're not understanding, we're not opening up our hearts. So when you open up your heart and you listen to someone else's story, you'll see that we just have colors on the outside to differentiate each other. And so it's not boring, right? Otherwise it'd be so boring.
1: Oh, I would, but yeah.
2: deep down inside, we're all the same. We all we want are. to be seen, known, and heard, and and acknowledged.
1: Acknowledged. Acknowledged. That is one operative word for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: Acknowledged. So um, now I want to see if we can maybe talk about the relationship, if any, um, or connection, if any, between, say, um, um, you know, when you have one person or a client, okay, um, we have different facets of our lives, right? So like, me Aubrey there is the corporate business Aubrey there's the home personal life Aubrey and so in um, coaching or in working with someone in the professional business sense uh, in 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 understanding their story um, with the goal of um, of uh, creating growth for their business or getting from the red into the black and that sort of thing um Are there any are there any experiences that you've had um, with your clients in the business sense to where um, those were like uh, transferring skills or transferring applications where the lessons learned from understanding their story to help them in a business sense can be applied at home? in the personal space of their lives. And I understand everyone's circumstances are different, so it may not apply in every scenario. But but it, 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 does something like that happen or can something like that happen?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because the main thing that I teach, Aubrey, is to be authentic.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Right? So you can be authentic in personal life, in mm-hmm. business life, right, mm-hmm. and and to be, to know who you are, accept yourself as you are, and be authentic, and and come from a place of 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 uh, from your heart, right. So you can yeah. you can bring that warmthness. You can people appreciate when you're being you, when I you're see. not trying to put on a mask of trying to be what other people think you should be. Mm-hmm. We're always trying to ourselves to others we're always trying to lead up to their you know lead up to their expectation we all have expectations of each other from each other right but if it can bring it down to you know being authentic into be who you are and you making those choices that makes yes. you happy yes. that that makes you you know to the core Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you start making those choices it affects you 360 in all your life and actually it gets better you know you have to drop drop the labels drop the mask and sometimes you may have to change the people in your life like Jim Rohn says see who the top five people are so Mm -hmm. sometimes it's making those real difficult choices and I call remove, reduce, or realign yourself. You yes. might have to remove those people or habits. You might have to reduce the things that you can't remove. Yes. You know, to to the frequency, mm-hmm. and if you can't remove like children, you can't remove them. You can't reduce your frequency with them. You they're with you for life, so you realign your perspective mm. with with. Those kind of situations, whether it's people, whether it's things, whether it's circumstances, when you change your perspective and you Mm -hmm. think from a different way, then it's easier to manage those things. So I think that's that goes whether it's personal, business, relationship, anything.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, and uh, and I agree completely. I mean, because we are one person, and uh, any of any any negative circumstances or any bad bad comments or or words that play in our heads, it, that can affect us 360, right? And yeah. in, in, in 360 representing every facet of our lives, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Seema. So um, I, I want to ask you um, if, if you could again summarize into a sentence, um, I would love to know And I've just started asking my guests this. I would love to know if you could summarize into a sentence. What is your road to rediscovery?
2: Taking my power back.
1: Beautiful. Taking your power back. I love it. I love it. You know, so few words, but it says so much, you know. Yeah, it truly does. So, Seema, how can the listeners connect mm-hmm. with you, learn more about the great work you're doing, and 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 maybe even, I don't know, have a consultation and uh, and 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 connect with you in that way?
2: Yes, I I do thirty minute free consultations. I call it break free sessions. I'd be mm-hmm. happy to have that with for, with anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a really simple website: www.seema.vip. Mm-hmm. And that has all my contact information, all my social media links.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So it's SEMA. I'm sorry. Is it SEMA.VIP? Yes. Okay. Got it. I will make sure and include that link in the episode show notes so that while the listeners are listening to this wonderful conversation, they can click that link and connect with you simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Beautiful. SEMA. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your insights. Uh, I, I've I've captured uh, a few really, really good anecdotal pieces of information from what you've shared today, particularly with, um, you know, the need to feel alone um, for a brief period that that helps in turning things around. And, uh, and, and, and there are several other really good insights that you've shared with the listeners as well. So uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much, Aubrey. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to serve your, your listeners and you.
1: Oh, thank you. We appreciate you coming on the show. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And hey, look, if you have a loved one or a coworker or a colleague or a good friend who they seem to be really down and out and uh, they're not really themselves, uh, they may be getting tied up in things that are unusual, you know, um, for their personality. And and persona, um, maybe they're at the end of their rope, not quite sure where to go or where to turn to, whether it's addiction or um, just bad habits, um, alienating themselves from family and so forth. I, I humbly ask that you please share this show with them, because on the road to rediscovery, there are two things we want our listeners to know. Number one, you're not alone. And number two, there is always hope the road's rediscovery it's a movement a revolution and guess what you are now part of it we're all roadies on this journey of life and it sure feels good having you on the road with me thanks again for listening we'll chat again soon we really hope you enjoyed this episode of the road's rediscovery we'd love to hear from you shoot us an email at roads at gmail.com and leave us any questions or comments you may have
0: The Roads Rediscovery is an A.J. Shark production.